from 1 Thessalonians. We're up to chapter 5, the last chapter in the first letter that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. So we'll read it, to, read it together. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labour pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You're all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that, whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, Encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject whatever is harmful. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. <clears throat> now a few, well, I don't know how many weeks ago, probably six or so weeks ago, we mentioned that uh, Paul, in each chapter, talks about the brothers and sisters. And in this chapter, if you count them up, five times 
he talks about the brothers and sisters. And the coming of the Lord is mentioned in each chapter. And again here, if you notice when we read, or if you read it yourselves later again, there are five times in this chapter that the coming of the Lord is mentioned. Um, so here we have mention of the day of the Lord. Chapter 5 tells us that we can live in sanctification. Verse 23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. Sanctification means set apart for special service. And our special service, there, may, there might be uh, a number, but our special service is to be blameless when he comes. Now he hasn't told us when that will happen. But when he does, he says in verse 23 that your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, to be set apart, what does that mean? How is that manifest today? Well, in verse 1, as in each chapter, we are called brothers and sisters. Relationship with Jesus and being part of God's family. That's what brothers and sisters are about. Family relationship. And uh, our family relationship with each other is because of Jesus Christ. Verse 23 again. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in verse 1, again he calls us brothers and sisters, telling us that we are part of God's family. But also as a family connection, we are given privacy, or we are privy to certain knowledge. Verse 2. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Now a thief doesn't announce when he's coming. If he did, you'd be prepared for it. Amen. But a thief doesn't announce when he's coming, and nor does Jesus. He doesn't announce when he's coming, but we know that he is coming. Um, in math, let me read to you some verses from Matthew 24. Matthew 24 and verse 36 says this. But about the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, not the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, 
up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken, the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. So we know that he's coming, but we don't know when he's coming. We are governed by time and date, aren't we? Ask Russell when the grand final will be, and he'll tell you a time and a date. What about if we're going for a train trip? Our ticket has a time and a date that the train leaves. What about a doctor's appointment? You're given a little card with a time and a date. But the coming of Jesus, we haven't got a time and a date. Amen. We are told of conditions Verse, num verse 2 says, um, verse 2 in chapter 4, we know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So um, it will be unannounced like a thief. And in verse 3 it says, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come upon them suddenly. It will be unexpected. You know, there's a, move, there's a big movement in the world to form one world government. Um, but a world government is only reserved for Jesus. He's the one who is going to rule over all. So, what, we sh what should we do? in view of his coming again. Verse 6. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be wake and be sober. Sober-minded, having faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Now, a breastplate protects a heart. The Roman soldier wore a breastplate to protect the heart. The Roman soldier wore a helmet to protect the head. And uh, verse 23 says, God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. You know, your spirit is your mind. Not your brain, but your mind. Your soul are your emotions. And your body is your body. So people see the body, but we do have a soul and a spirit. Um, 
Have you ever known a time in life when you know that you should do something? Or know that you should not do something, but you do it? That's the emotions overriding the mind. When you do something that you know you shouldn't, that's the emotions overriding the mind. The mind is our personality. And that affects the body. And so we need to be careful in how we do things or why we do things so that we might bring glory to God in our bodies. Um, verse So it says that we're to have faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Verse 23, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body, so your mind, emotions and body, be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he is able to help us in that so that we might live for him in a world that has rejected him. How are we protected? Well, we should know what God says and do it. And how can we be encouraged by each other? Verse 15 says, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, we need to encourage one another. And all the more when we see that things are working towards the coming of Jesus. We can't set a date, but we can see the, um, the, the workings out of things in this world that are leading to the advent of the Lord Jesus into the world again. And... As Christians, we don't anticipate being here in what is termed the wrath of God. Because as Christians, we'll be taken away from that. Amen. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven, we read um, in chapter 4, with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive 
and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we'll be with the Lord forever. So we can encourage one another with words like that when we think about the condition of the world but the coming of the Lord Jesus. It has been announced, but the time is not revealed. And uh, we're able then, according to verse 23, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming to execute judgment. But in that coming, he's going to take away those who are Christians, those who know the Lord, even if they have died. They'll be raised again and he will come in his judgment on this world. And so it, it speaks about Faith and love as a breastplate. Faith in God, love for others. It's a breastplate, it protects the heart. And the hope of salvation as a helmet, it protects the thoughts. And we need to often be thinking about the coming of the Lord Jesus. For he has promised and his promise will be kept. The only thing we don't know is when. When that will be. So that's why it speaks of it as a thief in the night. We don't know the timing of the event. We know the event, but not the timing. And so we need to be ready. And we need to be aware that the gospel is being told right across the world. I often like to think and, and just lie back and consider the international date line is just the other side of New Zealand. And I often think of this on a Sunday. New Zealand's two hours ahead of us, if they have daylight saving. And the beginning of the day, let's say it's in New Zealand, and the gospel starts to be proclaimed. Two hours later, it's across Australia. Two hours later, it's in Western Australia. A little bit later, we've got Japan and all those, and right around the world in 24 hours, on a Sunday, the gospel is being proclaimed. And just imagine, when the Lord Jesus comes, from all those places, there'll be those that will meet him in the air. And the Bible says, we'll be forever with the Lord. Rejoice in that today. Things might be tough. Things <coughs> might be hard. But the Lord is coming. What we don't know is when. So may we be preserved and protected in our thoughts, in our mind, the mind is our spirit, in our bodies and in our thinking, 
so that we are able to honour God until Jesus comes. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your word that encourages us, that gives us hope, though we don't know the timing when, but we know that it will happen. And we expect that the Lord Jesus will come again and all who are his be with him forever and forever. Thank you for that. A place that's prepared in heaven for those that know Jesus Christ as Saviour. And may it be that we all rise to meet him when he comes. We give you thanks in his name. Amen.